What is going on? Welcome to the show. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate it. Letting me be a part of your day. The numbers 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Pete Callender. We got the Facebook group. We got the Facebook page. We got the MeWe and the Parlor and the Gab and the... Oh, Getter and um, Locals. Yeah, it's a lot. And um, also the podcast at WBT.com. So it's a big day, big day for me um, and my wife. I just just found out we're finally going to be able to access our mailbox. It's only been a month. So... It's a huge day. I'm sorry. Just like I can't contain the joy that uh, I have. Now the mailbox, the, the keys, the it's one of these, you know, like I, they'll have the whole bank of mailboxes and they have keys and yeah. Now that doesn't mean that everybody knows where our mailbox is. We're still not even listed on the register for the postal service. So we don't exist. So, but we're going to have keys. At least we're getting the keys I'm telling you, it's a big day. We're going to be able to open that box. I don't think there's anything in it. We're kind of hoping there might be, like a change of address form. But, (laughs) oh, my gosh, it's been a month. I'll tell you what. Uh, Oh, and then last night, uh, somebody cut the Spectrum line at 4.57. So I did not get to see the, um, the county commission. I did not get to see that. Because, uh, I mean, not that it's a huge loss, but uh, I didn't get to see it because I had no TV or Internet. Um, I did get to listen to the State of the Union. And then today, uh, I got to, and by the way, Spectrum came out today and whatever. So, yeah, so today what I did was I plugged my phone into my board in order to get the audio. And so I pulled all the audio clips from the State of the Union. That I wanted to pull, and I made notes of them last night while the uh, while the speech was going on. So, as I expected, Biden did not make any terrible mistakes. I mean, aside from calling the Ukrainians the Iranians, aside from that, it, there there were no huge colossal mess ups. Now, that being said, he was pretty slurry. He slurs a lot. He stumbles a lot. He loses uh, his, uh, like, the the pronunciation of words as he's speaking the sentence. And uh, it's, it's, motor, it's a motor skill issue. And I don't say that to be nasty or, you know, talk smack about him or undermine. I thought there was a lot of stuff in the speech last night I thought that was pretty good. Sounded, dare I say it, he sounded like Donald Trump. He did. Some of the things, I think he actually plagiarized Donald Trump at one point. Flubs, mispronunciations. Also, there were a couple of times where the crowd broke into applause. And it seemed like it was being done to cover for his mispronunciations or his stumbling. Some of it was just a little too well-placed for no other reason that you could discern. And I have one example of it. But I, I, I have no evidence of this. I just noted 
that somebody would start clapping when he started to kind of get in trouble with some of his uh, where his train of thought was going. There was there was like two there were two occasions where he just went off the rails as far as like speaking a sentence. He was talking about the vaccines and the wall and then pivoted to uh, immigration. And the, that was the other thing, too. I kept kept having the image of Ross Geller yelling pivot with the couch on the stairs from the TV show Friends. Yeah, I kept having that recur to me because he was pivoting in really odd ways, I thought. Did anybody else catch that? He would go from. Well, he went from immigration, or he went from uh, this, yeah, the Supreme Court nominee to immigration, and then another time he went to the defund the police from the Disclose Act, or from the uh, yeah gun uh, gun platform to the Disclose Act, and and then to the uh, police reform. It was just weird. The COVID to cops to Disclose to Breyer to immigration, and not done. With, like, any kind of pause, he, he kind of, well, here we go. Let me go over to uh, Philip Wegman at Real Clear Politics. In a piece titled, uh, Biden Hopes State of the Union Provides Much Needed Reset. He says, President Biden rarely stumbled during his first State of the Union address, although at times he did rush through his delivery. I completely agree. But I thought a lot of the times where he was rushing through the delivery, I thought it worked pretty well. This is one of the things that I've complimented Barack Obama on in that when he's doing his speeches and the crowd starts doing, uh, you know, getting amped up and they're, you know, cheering and stuff. Donald Trump does this as well. But a lot of the times politicians have this tendency to pull up, right, to stop. And let the crowd cheer, let the crowd applause and wait for the applause to die down. And then they continue talking. And what Obama and to a lesser degree, Donald Trump, but Biden did last night was you just keep plowing through. And by doing that, um, it forces you to raise your voice, which then gets the crowd even more kind of into it and ramped up and wild and crazy. and, And it creates an energy. So. I thought he actually did a pretty good job of that last night. Um, but what do you think? 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. If you listened to the speech here on BT with Brett Winterbull or if you watched it, uh, the phone lines are open as well as the emails for your take. Uh, also, we'll cat- uh, I'll play a couple of these cuts that I pulled from the speech. Some of them odd, some of them good, and uh, get your take as well. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Joe Biden started the speech off last night, his State of the Union speech, talking about the situation in Ukraine. It was a unifying uh, message, I thought, by and large. And um, that was this idea, this theme of unity he kept coming back to uh, in calling for unity. Um, Unfortunately, some of the stuff that he was saying later on, kind of divisive. Kind of not unity, but uh, let's start it. Let's start with the positive. And where he started was on Ukraine. He said Vladimir Putin, Russian president, has badly miscalculated uh, in this ground invasion. 
He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. Every Ukrainian, their fearlessness, their courage, their determination literally inspires the world. All right. Next up, he says uh, America stands with the Ukrainian people. Throughout our history, we've learned this lesson. When dictators do not pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos. They keep moving. And the cost, the threats to America and America to the world keeps rising. That's why the NATO alliance was created, to secure peace and stability in Europe after World War II. The United States is a member, along with 29 other nations. It matters. American diplomacy matters. American resolve matters. Putin's latest attack on Ukraine was premeditated and totally unprovoked. All right, I thought that was important because uh, uh, premeditated and totally unprovoked Uh, It lays the marker down saying whatever the rationale that Putin has been uh, offering is a lie. Right. There was no provocation by Ukraine. So outright uh, rejection of the stated reason for the invasion. Uh, He then said that Putin has rejected repeated efforts at diplomacy as well. He thought the West and NATO wouldn't respond. He thought he could divide us at home in this chamber, in this nation. He thought he could divide us in Europe as well. But Putin was wrong. We are ready. We are united, and that's what we did. We stayed united. We prepared extensively and carefully. We spent months building coalitions of other freedom-loving nations in Europe and the Americas, from America to the Asian and African continents to confront Putin. Like many of you, I spent countless hours unifying our European allies. We shared with the world in advance what we knew Putin was planning and precisely how we would try to falsify and justify his aggression. We countered Russia's lies with the truth. And now, now that he's acted, the three free world is holding him accountable, along with 27 members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as countries like the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, even Switzerland, are inflicting pain on Russia and supporting the people of Ukraine. Putin is now isolated from the world more than he has ever been. Together, 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 along with our allies, we are right now enforcing powerful economic sanctions. We're cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system, preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russell ruble, making Putin's $630 billion war fund worthless. We're choking Russia's access. We're choking Russia's access to technology that will sap its economic strength and weaken its military for years to come. Tonight, I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders 
who built billions of dollars off this violent regime no more. The United States... I mean it. Oh, he means it. Serious, guys. The United States Department of Justice is assembling a dedicated task force to go after the crimes of the Russian oligarchs. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for you, ill-begotten gains. Tonight, I'm announcing that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia and adding additional squeeze on their economy. Now, that is a big deal. He has no idea what's coming. The ruble has already lost 30% of its value. The Russian stock market has lost 40% of its value. And trading remains suspended. The Russian economy is reeling. And Putin alone is the one to blame. All right. So that I thought was uh, pretty strong. I I support these actions that they're taking. But also, I note, kind of slurry there, right? Kind of making some slurry references and mangling some words. And this happened throughout the speech. And I'm not going to ignore that. Okay. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. I saw a piece. Uh, this was that. Yeah, The Federalist. TheFederalist.com by Kylie Zempel, who said the American people, or at least a room full of lawmakers and the journalists who were required to tune in, watched Joe Biden's State of the Union address Tuesday night. What you heard, however, was not a report on the state of our union, but another bucket of empty teleprompter promises for Biden's year two. That's because the majority of Biden's full hour long address reverbed like a tired campaign speech. It covered all the things that Biden and his Democrat friends are going to do, because if you had noticed everything he has done in one year, i.e. the actual State of the Union, it's an unmitigated disaster. Um, She goes on to say his year in review includes a deadly and disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, an embarrassing branding of parents as domestic terrorists, record high inflation, a humanitarian crisis and sky-high apprehensions on our southern border, failed policy priorities, medical coercion, energy dependence on foreign adversaries, skyrocketing crime, a drug overdose crisis, and more. Biden's short track record is so bad, in fact, that the few things he said on Tuesday about what he has done since taking office were lies. He said former President Donald Trump's tax cuts helped only the rich and the millions of Americans returning to work after lockdowns were jobs that Biden himself had created, that our economy had roared back faster than almost anybody expected, and that buying American manufactured products is a priority among other obvious whoppers. Again, that's Kylie Zempel at The Federalist. What do you think? How do you think he did last night? Did you watch it at all? 704-570-1110 and uh, 1-800-WBT-1110. All right, let's get Scott on first. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Pete. I'm good. Good. I've, I figured out. Uh, give me a second here. Sorry. I'm good. Hey, Pete. Yeah, I can hear you Sorry. still. Yeah, I, I figured out 
Biden's strategy when I woke up this morning. When, when you woke up this morning, okay. When I woke up this morning, I realized that he doesn't have to stay awake for any normal amount of time. He just has to stay awake longer than the people that he's talking to. Fair. That's Thank a fair point. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Yeah, so he, they probably rolled him out of bed at like, I don't know, 8 o'clock. Uh, got him juiced up with whatever meds they do. And uh, and look, I, I've, I've said this for years. This is not about Biden. But I believe that presidents get access to certain cocktails, let's say, that allow them to have the kind of energy that they have to keep the schedules that they do. There's no other way that that's possible. Totally believe that. Yeah. I mean, because I know, like, there was a buddy of mine years ago. He was a medic, and um, uh, he came to town. Well, it was a friend of mine's friend, actually. And he came to town, and we all went out drinking one night, and uh, his buddy was like... Um, Oh, I got to go to work. I can't uh, I can't drink anymore. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. He's like, I'll just shoot you up with uh, with an IV. <laughs> and he did. Now I had gone. I left. I went home, went to bed because I did go to work the next day and I can't do my job drunk. So I uh, I went to uh, I went home. And but I, they told me afterwards that that my friend Mike had, in fact, gotten the IV from his medic friend and it like alleviated his hangover. And now I hear that they are like. They have these types of operations set up all over the place. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I have. I'm not that big a rock star. I, I can right. do without the IVs. Right. Well, yeah, same here. But, like, apparently these there are, like, shops that they set up where you can you go out for a night on the town, and then you hit the IV place on the way home, I guess. And I think that's a sign of a problem. That might be. It, it might be. But, you know, oh, what if it's a business meeting and you just had one too many or something and you don't want to be all groggy? So you go, you get your you get your IV, get all your, your vitamins and minerals and get hydrated, and then you feel great again. So, like, I got to believe there's, some, there's something like that for all the presidents. So they just shoot Biden up with that, and then he goes out on the, uh, out on the stage, he does his speech, and then he can go to bed. Yeah. I think in Biden's case that's been happening. Yeah, I, I, I agree. They yeah. outlasted me. That's the point. No, oh, I got you. Scott, I appreciate yeah. the call. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Uh, no, that's... Yeah, I, 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 totally believable. And again, I don't say these things in order to denigrate or mock or ridicule Joe Biden. I think it's, I think it's kind of dangerous, actually, and it's pretty abusive that people keep, like, having him do these things and... And and we're all just going to pretend it's like it's it's like the national version of Ella Scarborough, who, by the way, prayers and condolences to uh, her friends and family. But she was put into hospice care. Our county commissioner. You recall it was like, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago that the county commissioners finally addressed the fact that she was not participating in the meetings and hadn't in years. So. They were just counting her yes vote for the last, what, half a year or something? She wasn't even showing up on the Zoom calls. And it, it, it's sad. And, um, and my sincere condolences, but I, I don't appreciate what was done by those around her. I don't. I do not appreciate that. As, as one who grew up with two grandparents... In similar circumstances, in our home, I do not appreciate that. So, all right, uh, let me go over here to John. 
Hello, John. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm just fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. What's up? Uh, I, you know, I've thought about what's going on that really didn't make sense of Joe Biden closing our our pipeline and opening opening Russia's. Um, but in really thinking about it, it makes perfect sense. If you're compromised, that's what you're going to do to keep it to be, from being blackmailed or blackmailing the man. Um, so what, what, what other reason would he have uh, to harm us, him being our president, to protect us and, and what, look out for our best interests if he's really doing that? Uh, unless he's compromised. Well, why? Why? It makes, what it about makes perfect sense that, that that what he's doing? What about being compromised by the Moonbat Brigade of his base? I, I didn't hear you. I apologize. What about the Moonbat Brigade that is his base? These uh, eco warriors, right. the environmentalist it, movement, and the green energy stuff. Think about all the money flowing for the green energy projects and such. Well, I understand that, but well, if that's the case, why would you help Russia? Well, Why would I mean, you open up their pipeline. Yeah, I, that that I I am not an expert on. I'm like I said from the very beginning, I am not a Russia expert. Um, uh, and let's see, they're, and they're the kind of people that would blackmail you. They're, oh yeah, they're, sure. They're criminals, and they're good at being criminals. Yeah, sure, but that's the same thing. It's the same. But John, it makes sense if you look at John, it that way. John, the, the John, got an, an agenda. Yeah, John, I can make up all sorts of stories too. That's what the left did about Donald Trump as well. Right. I mean, sure. Absolutely. Like, but you don't have evidence of that. You're just saying, I don't know something, so I'm going to make up a rationale for it. And that's no better than what the left did with Trump. Get get a grip on what what on earth is his thinking that it doesn't make sense. What was his what was his explanation? You have to open up. What was John? Did you just hang up on him? Oh, I did not hang up on him. I don't know where John went. Um. Because I wanted to ask him, what was Biden's rationale that he stated at the time? Why did Biden say he was doing that? And if you don't know the answer to that question, I think you should probably figure that one out first, because that might provide insight as to why he did it. That's Jim. Jim is, uh, I guess, promoting the fact that he's on every day. Or so, I don't even know. <laughs> it's, oh, my gosh. What a business. Um, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Back to the phone lines we go, talking about the State of the Union address last night that occurred. Here is Scott number two. Hello, Scott. Hello? Hello. 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 How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You're on the air, so whenever you'd like to (laughs) start, you go right ahead. I was just uh, wondering your take on um, Nancy last night. I I almost couldn't, couldn't watch president because nancy was high on something yeah she seemed particularly wide-eyed last night (laughs) and a big old grin not like ripping up speech kind of grinning but um yeah definitely like maybe she got one of the iv packs too 
uh, something. Your, uh, you know, Hercules clap was just driving me crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. I never like. I never like that view. I never like seeing the two of them behind the president. Although sometimes it is kind of interesting, you know, to see, like for example, last night when Biden started talking about. You know, stop with the whole defund the police. No, we need to fund the police. And you see Kamala Harris start clapping. I'm like, whoa, whoa. And it's kind of half-hearted clapping, you know. And and then it ended real fast. So that was kind of interesting to see. But, yeah, Pelosi was, yes. It kind of was. And then uh, she uh, didn't appear to be uh, paying the attention too well. It's like she was following the script. But she was off a page, uh, Again, Nancy, because she would start clapping, and then all of a sudden realize that oh, I'm not supposed to clap right now. <laughs> well, and, I, and then then she would be late on the next one. Oh, well, that yeah. I mean, she does have a copy of the speech, right? Yeah, so maybe she was. Uh, yeah, maybe she was reading ahead and got caught or something. I mean, she's like a million years old too, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, good Thanks questions. All right, Scott. Call. Yeah, yes, sir. Appreciate it. Let me go over here to Gary. Welcome to the program. Hello, Gary. Hey, Pete. Yo, uh, hey, first time caller here. Welcome. I, a couple of callers ago, uh, that guy brought brought up an interesting point, and, and there's actually some merit to it. Um, so he he maybe suggested that that there had to be an explanation as to why Biden took us from like the the top oil producer in right. the world down to buying from Russia. Right. And so um, I used to live in the D.C. area. And it was common knowledge that John Roberts's uh, track record. Was 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 hardcore right wing conservative until he became chief justice, and then he became, you know, arguably center left in all of his decisions. And, and and it was common knowledge that there was something suspicious going on there, and that, that he was possibly compromised in some form or fashion to explain away why he just went so crazy left in all of his uh, his, his decisions as a Supreme Court. And whenever you see a politician, elected official, or someone in Roberts's position dramatically change and there's no logical explanation as to why they've changed it's not ridiculous to suggest that they've been compromised on some some level and and so all right so first yeah so Gary I all right so first like I didn't say it was ridiculous I simply challenged the assertion because that's how you test hypotheses right so I say okay well what's the evidence for what what have you heard like for example like when you just said when you were in the D.C. area, and it was common knowledge that people sure. suspected. Well, that's not knowledge. That's just that that, that that's just rumor, right? That's or fantasy. It's fiction. It could well, be. It could it could be true, but it could also just not be. I mean, just because a lot of people think something doesn't make it true. Um, well, it's neither. It's what it what it technically is. It's anecdotal evidence based upon right the, the fact that that the people have have. Spent their entire career doing one thing in Roberts's case, being very, very well positioned on the right, and then he I don't think, but I don't think that was the case, though, Gary. I, I don't think Roberts was. I don't think he was perceived as a right winger. I mean, the left looked at him as such, but no, no, he was a Bush appointee. Exactly, he was a Bush appointee, and Bush appointed him. Yeah, but Bush. But the Heritage Foundation ranks those those uh, candidates, mm-hmm. uh, Pete. I mean, Trump Trump crowed about he took the top forty one uh, ranked uh, right wing judges as as identified by the Heritage Foundation. Bush did the same thing. So these guys have a track record of being to the right. I agree. I'm not saying Roberts was not. I'm not saying Roberts was a lefty. I, I agree. He was he was from the right. But I but your your uh, attribution and I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's 
it's beyond the realm of possibility. I'm not making that argument. I'm again, I'm challenging the assertion in order to test the hypothesis, which is that you that there's evidence that he was compromised. And I would submit that there isn't evidence that he's compromised. There is there is uh, there is an accusation based on uh, a, a not being able to understand why he ruled a certain way on some cases, because I also would disagree with your assessment that all of his rulings have gone far left. That's not true. That, I mean, that's all just not big, true. All, all the big ticket rulings, the ones that actually matter, he's, he's sided with the... With not the, all of them. No, I mean, uh, if I recall correctly... Obamacare, abortion... Yes, Obamacare. On, on Obamacare, not on all the abortion rulings, though. I mean, he, but, he went so far, Pete, as to change the definition of attack. I know, I and I railed against him then for doing it. But do you remember the thing that... He, the thing that uh, was ascribed to him was that he was um, he was super uh, keen on keeping the integrity or the reputation of the court as this apolitical body, and so he looks for it. Now, look, I can and I find that to be a little bit more of an obvious explanation, an easier one to understand, and I find it to be just as odious. By the way, like you should be making these rulings based on your your judicial philosophy, not based on the reputation of the court. I, that, that's the explanation that, to me, seems the most obvious. No, and, and that's, a, that's a fair point. But, but I, I would encourage you, and, and you do this also. I listen to you almost every day. Thank you. You generally do a good job. But I have to tell you, you, you are, you're, and this is good, be a critical thinker, and be, to be skeptical by nature. But you say a lot, where's the evidence? Pete, we live in a world now where the media is so corrupt, there is no evidence. I got to run, uh, Gary. Thanks for the call.